Well, not to mention he sent a limousine to come pick me up one day at lunch. Him and him and Coach Mims and and uh, Coach Kerwin and uh, you know uh, Coach Anderson. They they came to Lawton High School lunchtime in a in a big white limousine. And he you know he did one. Oklahoma was like my third choice. They weren't really my number one choice. I was going to the University of Maryland, and then he came in like Deion Sanders with that with that limousine and picked me up. And uh, it had my name on the front of the limousine. It's probably an NCAA violation, but there's statute of limitations now. They can't do nothing. And plus, you got NIL, so I don't even want to hear that crap. So they pick me up. They come pick me up. We get in the limousine. They, they shuttle me off to Norman. They picked me up in a white one. And they brought me home in a crimson. That's how that's how sweet that was. And I, I told my mom, I'm, I'm not going to Maryland. I'm going to Oklahoma. Oh, that's awesome. Stacy King. On with Chris Plank earlier today, and uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of stories out there very, very similar to that. Yeah, um, that was that was an awesome interview, man. We we had a lot of really good ones today. Thanks to uh, Tommy Tubbs for helping us out. Stacy King was probably my favorite guest that we've had on today to honor Billy Tubbs, and so let's replay that in its entirety. You're really gonna enjoy this if you haven't heard it already, and if you have, I'm sure it'll be fun to relive it as well. Here's Plank earlier today with Stacy King. Stacy freaking King. What's going on, Stacy King? How are you on this Friday, man? Good morning, boys. So good to talk to you, man. Hey, uh, first and foremost, yeah. Hey, fill us in. How's uh, how's how's broadcasting treating you? How are things in Stacy King's world? Yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm living the dream, man. This is year 18, being a Chicago Bulls broadcaster. I got a I got a top notch uh, podcast here in in the city, and uh, I'm selling hot sauce, so I can't <laughs> complain. I I know that you're with the Bulls, but I I got to ask because you know we're we're over a decade now with the Thunder being here in Oklahoma City. What have you made of the NBA and OKC? And uh, is there any part of you that's surprised as to how successful it's been having a pro franchise here? Uh, one, it doesn't surprise me because you know. Billy Tubbs, and we're since we're honoring Billy Tubbs, Coach yeah. Tubbs. You know, Billy Tubbs. We had a pro team in Oklahoma. People just didn't know about it. Um, we kind of started that trend. You know, it used to be a football state. It was always Sooner football, but Billy came in, kicked the door in, and said, "Hey, now basketball's here now, and we can have a top-notch basketball team too." And and I think that set the blueprint for the NBA to bring it to bring a franchise there. And it started with you know uh, the New Orleans team when it, you know when they had the floods. And they saw all the support that, you know, the uh, Oklahoma people came out to see them, you know, and it showed that they could have an NBA team. So it was just a matter of time. And then, you know, give the uh, front office and the owner uh, for Oklahoma City a lot of credit for being able to go purchase Seattle and then, you know, basically get out of that deal and come to Oklahoma. And they've been running with it ever since. This is one of the best franchises in in, in the NBA. And, um, you know, not only are they playing good, um, you know, Sam Presti is probably one of the, the best, if not the best, uh, front office people in the NBA. Stacy, let's talk about your coach. Um, it's, it's been a long time coming to really be able to sit back and wax nostalgically about all that you guys did. And you said it, those crowds, what was that energy like? Uh, people camping out, everywhere you went, it was crazy. What was that energy around the program like? Well, Coach Tubbs made us all made us all rock stars. You know, um, we you know his, first of all, you know he's the band leader. You know he's the guy out there in the front. You know, and and people hated him. They loved to hate him. They always wanted to see him lose because he talked a lot of trash. 
and he backed it up with us. And we, you know, a lot of people say, you know, well, he put a lot of pressure on the basketball players. No, hell no, he didn't do that. We loved it. <laughs> you know, we, you know, most of us come from backgrounds where we talk trash, street ball, where we want to, you know, we're, we want to rub it in your face when we embarrass you. And I remember when Coach Tubbs recruited me out of Lawton, Oklahoma, you know, he told me, he said, hey, you know, we're going we're gonna, to you know, burn up some people. We're going to really, really embarrass some people. You want to be part of this, and we're going to run and gun, and this is a place for a big man. If you want to you get up a lot of shots, you come to Oklahoma. And that was the one coach that said that. And I was like, you know what, I'm coming to Oklahoma. Not to mention he sent a limousine to come pick me up one day at lunch, him and, him and Coach Mims and, and uh, Coach Kerwin and, uh, you know, uh, Coach Anderson. They, they came to Lawton High School lunchtime. In a, in a big white limousine, and he, you know, he did one, Oklahoma was like my third choice. They weren't really my number one choice. I was going to the University of Maryland, and then he came in like Deion Sanders with that with that limousine and picked me up, and uh, it had my name on the front of the limousine. It's probably an NCAA violation, but there's statute of limitations now. They can't do nothing. And plus, you got NIL, so I don't even want to hear that crap. So they picked me up. They come pick me up. We get in the limousine. They, they shuttle me off to Norman. They picked me up in a white one. And they brought me home in a crimson. That's how that's how sweet that was. And I, I told my mom, I'm I'm not going to Maryland. I'm going to Oklahoma. I would have to imagine. Well, first of all, that's awesome. Secondly, I would have to imagine for your family to know that you were going to stay close to home, Stacy. That had to be pretty awesome. And from what I've I've come to to learn, not just today, but over the the years of living here in Norman, Billy Tubbs, kind of like Coach Switzer, he had a way with the parents. He had a way in which not only did his, did his brand sell Stacy King and, and great players like yourself, but it seemed like he really connected with the family too. Yeah, at first it's a funny story because he didn't connect with my mom, and uh, <laughs> uh, you know he didn't connect with my family. My my parents absolutely hated Coach Tubbs. Uh, they thought he was. I remember when he came in the home visit, you know, and uh, they felt that he was very brash, very, you know, he just, you know, he he was just, a, he was Billy. You know, he just, he told you how it was. There was no sugarcoating it. And and they didn't like that. You know, they wanted to be more wined and dined. And, you know, a lot of coaches came in. You know, we had Larry Brown from Kansas come in. We had, I mean, we had all big-name coaches come in. And they were all, you know, they wanted to eat my mom's fried chicken. You know, they were talking about, you know, they wanted to eat dinner with the family. Coach Tubbs wasn't about eating dinner with the family. Coach Tubbs was about, hey, listen, this is what I got to offer you in Oklahoma. This is what we're going to do. You want to be part of it? It's going to be special, and we'd love to have you. And then my mom just didn't. It rubbed my mom the wrong way. And she said, I can't stand that little man. I'm not, you're not going to Oklahoma. You're not going. And we, we fought long and hard about it. I mean, um, you know, I think the biggest mistake I ever made was taking my mom on a recruiting trip to Maryland, and uh, she got wined and dined by the, the moms from yeah. the players. And, but I came back from Maryland, even though I even though I like Maryland, I came back saying I'm going to Oklahoma, and um, and I man, it caused almost a family feud. It was like the Hatfields and McCoys, you know. It was one side saying no, the other side saying you do it, do what's best for you. But my parents almost threatened me not to come to National Signing Day, and I remember calling Coach Tubbs, and they were at home, and there was like the last week of recruiting, and um, I called him. I said, Coach, this is Stacy King from Lawton High. Uh, I, I, I want to know. I want you guys to know. I'm coming to Oklahoma. If you got a scholarship for me, and you can hear everybody in the background. I don't know if I was on speaker, but everybody on the background is yelling and screaming, and uh, that I was coming. And uh, he said, "I don't know. We got a scholarship, but we gonna find one." So I was like, "Okay, cool." So that's how I ended up in Oklahoma. Did he ever win your mom over? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He did. Probably about my about my sophomore year. Uh, you know, and my mom, the mom, my mom didn't really get the big picture. You know, the right. big picture for me, I wanted to stay close for my family and friends to be able to see me in Oklahoma. 
Plus, you know, I I used to come up to Norman uh, uh, when I was in high school, and uh, this is probably another NCAA violation. But you know what? It's statute limitations. Statute limitations. I used to stay. I used to stay with. I used to stay with Will uh, with William and, and Wayman uh, in their apartment up there, and uh, they always let me come up and stay on the weekend. They take me out and just hanging around Wayman. And I knew Wayman since I was like probably a, a sophomore in high school, so he we've always been close. Uh, just hanging around him for those weekends and William and seeing how fun it was in college and how big Wayman was. People don't know how big Wayman was unless you played with him. Wayman was huge on that campus. I mean, he would drive his car and honk the horn. I remember we pulled up in front of Kate Center, and he honked the horn, and I'm like, all these girls come running out. I'm like, I got to come here. I got to come here. I'm like, this dude's honking horns, and like 100 girls come out. I got to come here. This is this is unbelievable. And just his, just his star power, but – how humble he was. Like, he was a down-to-earth. All the superstars I met, I mean, I met Lynn Bias uh, on my recruiting trip. I mean, I met, I met Magic Johnson when I went out to UCLA. I mean, I've met all these, these really big-time people, but of all the people I ever met, he was the most humble superstar, all of them. And, and I remember him telling me, I knew before anybody else other than his family that he was leaving going pro. And I remember him telling me, he's like, hey, you know, all this stuff I'm doing here, see all this stuff I got, da da da. If you want that, you come here, you know. And I was like, he said, I'm leaving, and the spot's gonna be open. You probably get to play right as a freshman if you're good enough. But you got to be good enough, and you got to work. And I was like, you ain't got to tell me twice after what I saw. Man, that's amazing. So I I heard that sometimes those pickup games that you guys had at Huffman were as serious as the games. What were those like? Oh, man, there were some serious battles. I mean, listen, our practice was hard. Right. You know, so, and I was a, I was a basketball junkie. So, I would leave Coach Tubbs' practice. I don't know how I would do it, but I would leave Coach Tubbs' practice and still have energy to play at the Huffman for two hours. So, I'd be, I'd be playing probably four or five hours a day open. And I'd be going up against, you know, going against world-class basketball players with Coach Tubbs, my teammates, and then coming back playing with some of the football players and – some of them could play. Like, Key Jackson was a very good player. You know, me and him played against each other in AAU when he was in Arkansas. And he was a very good a good player, but he couldn't. He couldn't. I remember he tried to come out and play with us and try to walk on, and uh, he realized that he, his best job was probably tight end. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't do that running, though, because Coach Tubbs, listen, I'm going to tell you one thing about Coach Tubbs. Uh, you had to be in shape playing on them Sooner basketball teams. I mean, Coach Tubbs, the preseason workouts that we did um, – I tell you what, we used to run on that track, the OU track, and we'd run miles and sprints and three times a week. And then he implemented, he was one of the first coaches to implement um, yoga. Like we had, like we were doing, we were doing not yoga, but it was right. more on the lines of these hit programs, these, these aerobics, the high-tense aerobics. And uh, we, we used to do these high-tense high aerobics twice a week. And we all like, like, what are we doing this for? What are we doing this for? <laughs> But man, and we, you know, we had, you know, we had a lady named Sherry Saban who was really, you know, she was our, our instructor, was really good. All of us were laughing, like, oh, "What are we doing here? This is some girl stuff." But I tell you what, we were one of the best in shape teams. That's one of the reasons why Coach Subs. If you ever look at those teams that that championship uh, year that we went to the, the, the finals, you know, we we didn't have a lot of missed games, and he played like a six or seven man rotation. And when you only playing six guys, you got to be in shape. What was the coolest thing for me throughout this day, Stacey, and remembering Billy has been, A, the, the stories about practice, but B, knowing that you guys didn't mess around in the non-con. I mean, you, and the Big 8 was tough enough. 
How well did that prepare you? How fun was that to know that, all right, th- there might be a few games where you're going to play and, and not a squad that's up to your level, but you're going to play the, the the LSUs. You're going to play the – Pitt was a very good team at that time that you guys played. Uh, UNLVs. How, how, how important was that? How fun was that for you? Well, it was a lot of fun because that was one of his, his recruiting – uh, you know, boys, when he came to your house, he said, hey, look, here's one thing we're going to do. We're going to go to Hawaii every year, and we may go to Alaska. I don't depend on how the weather is. We may go to Alaska. I know we're scheduled to go to Alaska this year, but, but I'm a, I can't tell you how if I like it or not because I haven't been. But if it's cold, we ain't going back there. But I will promise you this. We will be going to Hawaii every year. And you know what? We went to Hawaii every year that I was at school. And that was, that was one of the selling points. I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, of course, of course we was on the McDonald's budget. We couldn't afford you know, anything. So we had to stretch out, you know, stretch out our per diem. But since he took us there, he, you know, he gave us a chance to play in places that, you know, exposed us to people. I'm, I'm, I'm even, I'm known more, even though I played for the Bulls and, and won championships, you know, people know me on that end, but I have a lot of college fans that, man, I can go anywhere and they go, man, you, you guys should have won that national championship. Man, your coach was funny, crazy. And, you know, I still remember one of the funniest things when they asked me, you know, what's the funniest story? And it's the it's the game we you know we played Missouri when he grabbed the microphone where I think we were getting our butts kicked by about 15, 18 points, and and we had just came back from playing UNLV and beating them, and then so we were kind of exhausted, you know, because I think we had like the Maui Classic, then we went to UNLV, and then we came home to play Missouri, so we were kind of exhausted, and it was on Big Monday, and uh, and Missouri was kicking our butts. They were really they were really putting on us, and the crowd started throwing things because the referees. Once again, I don't like to blame the referees, but in high time, if you're out there listening, I'm holding you responsible for a couple things. So, so, so I think Ed Hightower, you know, got in there and, and got into Billy's uh, ears and said, hey, look, you need to go and talk to your crowd or I'm going to give you a technical every time they throw something on the floor. And Billy said, what do you want me to do? And he said, well, I want you to go out there, I want you to go out there and calm the crowd down because this is getting ready to get out of hand. Well, Ed, I, I don't know what you expect me to do. I mean, what, you, what, you want me to grab the microphone? Yeah, grab the microphone and tell them to stop. Coach Tubbs goes, okay, I'll do the best I can, but I doubt if I can, I doubt if I can make a stop. And then he said, well, you guys will get texts every time they throw something. So, so he got up there, and everybody knows the famous, you know, no matter how terrible the officiating is, please don't throw anything on the floor. And me and Mookie, I swear to God, we were so angry at him because we were already down double digits. And now they get to shoot all these technicals, and now we're down, like, by 20. And there's no way we, – we're thinking there's no way we're going to come back and beat this team down 20. And sure enough, boy, we came in at halftime. He gave us a little speech. We came out there and opened a can of whoop ass on him. <laughs> Blew him out. That was great. Hey, uh, Stacy, do you have time for one more? I know you're busy, man. Yeah, uh, I got okay. plenty of time. Whatever, man. Whatever. Okay, then I'm gonna sneak to it. First of all, wh- when did you know? Let's let's go back to the runner-up, the '87 '88 season. When did you know? that this team had the chance to be special? I mean, was it from a practice with, with Harvey and, and, and Ricky and Mookie? Like, when was that moment where you're like, damn, we're really good? Well, I, I knew I knew probably during the preseason, you know, mm-hmm. when we get back to school and we start playing pickup games. Um, you know, and, and I, you know, first of all, like, you know, I, I knew, you know, what, what Harvey could do. I didn't really know what Mookie could do because mm-hmm. he was just coming. And I, then I got a chance to see Mookie and Ricky, you know, play together. And I'm like, wow, we got some really good guards. And then – I think, you know, when you go back and look at it, I think they had us picked in the Big Eight, like, almost dead last. You know, because, right. you know, you lose, you lose great players. You know, True Kennedy, you know, you lose, you know, Tim McAllister, David Johnson. Those three guys, you know, were, were big-time players for the program, and they, 
they took a team to an elite eight with Wayman. And so you lose that kind of firepower and you don't know what you got coming in. All you know you got coming back is two starters and then you got to, you know, replace three. So now Dave Seeger moves into a lineup. No one knows anything about Dave other than, you know, he probably averaged about six points a game and he can shoot a little bit. So no one really knew about him. And then, you know, you got, you know, Mookie Blaylock said, okay, this kid's a junior college All-American. You know, maybe he'll be like, you know, what Ricky was for the team the year before. So he comes in a little fanfare. And then you got me. It's like, okay, what is, you know, we don't know enough about Stacey. He's had some great games here and there, but, you know, I don't think he's going to be better than David Johnson. So you had that element. So you had a lot of surprise, I think, for the national media. And I remember me and Tony Martin, you know, and we went into Coach Tubbs' office, and we saw those rankings. And me and Tony Martin uh, went into Coach's office, and we, you know, we told him, we said, hey, we got you. Don't worry about it. We're going to be better than what people think. And I said, uh, we're going to win us a national championship this year. And, and you know, Coach Tubbs said, yeah, right. You know, you know, he was he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna discourage us, but you know, he was he was confident. He was a confident dude, man. And and um, you know, um, and we came in that year, man. We got on a roll, and I mean, I think we only lost five games that year, and a couple of games we probably shouldn't lost. We shouldn't lost to damn Kansas. I'm still mad about that. I give up one of my NBA rings for that for that championship in a hurry. Stacy, what do we need to do to get Billy in the Hall of Fame? Isn't that the most egregious it's thing the, in all of this? You know what? There's a couple of things I want to argue about. That's one of them. You know, that's what he should be. Now, there's a lot. There's a lot of coaches in this game that have not done what he's done. He's he revolutionized the game. You look at the records that that he's had with all the teams that he's had, the players that he's put in the NBA. His overall records won over 600 games. He's won at every program that he's been at. He's not. He's not been. You know, uh, had a losing record. You know, percentage wise, any place he's been. Uh, he, he changed the game and made it more up tempo. The game that we were playing, you know, in the in the late eighties, you know, the early eighties, late eighties, nineties was NBA style basketball. We're putting up a hundred points a game. When do you see college teams put up a hundred points? If they put up a hundred points in a game, you know, now nowadays and with the three point line, think about that. They got the three point line. They're shooting more threes than we ever, you know, when most teams ever did back in those days. And Oklahoma program, we were putting up 114 points a game and probably not taking as many threes. So, you know, the game, he revolutionized the game, and he's one of the big reasons why the Oklahoma City Thunder are in Oklahoma City because of what he did at Oklahoma, taking a football school and turning it into a basketball school. And he's just as important to, you know, Oklahoma and and the game of basketball as as Coach K is with Duke, you know, Coach Dean Smith in North Carolina, you know, all these big-time coaches that are in the Hall of Fame for what they did for their programs, he should be in in the, in the Hall of Fame for his his uh, his contributions to this game. And then also, I'll, I'll be glad, and I, I'm gonna continue to say this: Oklahoma, I love OU. OU, I, I bleed Sooners. I bleed Sooners. I, I'm Sooner all day, every day. They got to do right by him and put his name on the court at some point. That man is the the best coach, the greatest coach in Oklahoma ba- basketball history. His name should be up there. I don't know if his banner's up there. Retire. Something's got to be there to let people know that Lloyd Noble is 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 Billy Tubbs' house and Pat Tubbs too. And putting Pat Tubbs on there too because I'll tell you what, if you can put up with Billy Tubbs all these years as a coach, she deserves to have her name up there too. Shout out to Pat Tubbs. I love you, Miss Tubbs. I'll see you guys soon. <laughs> Thank you, Stacy. Appreciate you finding time for us, man. You're the best. Hey, thanks for having me on. Anytime, boys. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. 
GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Come take a test drive today and see for yourself. We are professional-grade GMC. Introducing the Oklahoma Breast Center, a beacon of hope in the fight against breast cancer. With the guidance of Dr. Denise Rabel, our team of breast cancer specialists delivers the most advanced treatments for your best possible outcome. From diagnosis to survivorship, we guide you every step of the way, placing an emphasis on compassion, communication, and emotional support. Here, you're not just a patient, your family. Let us stand with you on your journey to healing. To learn more, visit OklahomaBreastCenter.com or call 405-307-2623. Did the recent storms damage your home and roof? Call All-American Roofing today. All-American Roofing has been repairing and replacing roofs for over 40 years and is a second-generation locally-owned roofing company. They are also a Google-guaranteed contractor and offer free inspections. Our roofers are GAF Master Elite Contractors with a BBB A-plus rating. Call All-American Roofing today at 405-787-0400. All-American Roofing, the best roofing company in Oklahoma. 405-787-0400. The Sooner Theater's Armstrong Bank Studio Series presents a celebration of life, love, laughter, and... Join us as our high school performers in the celebration that is Fiddler on the Roof. March 1st through 3rd. For tickets, visit SoonerTheater.org or call 405-321-9600. Take off with an exciting career in the aerospace industry. At Francis Tuttle, we're shaping futures with our aerospace composite and fabrication class. Dive into hands-on training, mastering cutting-edge materials and techniques. In just one month, gain the skills you need to join the growing aerospace industry. Our composites and fabrication classes are now forming. Visit us at www.francistuttle.edu slash aerospace and enroll today. Francis Tuttle, training the future workforce today. Water is our most precious resource and something that should be conserved and used wisely. Here are some water conservation tips you can try. In the bathroom, turn off the water while you brush your teeth. You'll save about four gallons per minute. That comes out to about 200 gallons a week for a family of four. Water is life. This message was brought to you by the City of Norman. Life can change in an instant, and when it does, you need someone in your corner. Every year, countless Oklahomans suffer the devastating consequences of auto accidents, medical malpractice, and nursing home neglect. For over 25 years, the law firm of Glass & Tabor has tirelessly fought for the rights of our clients. We have obtained some of the biggest settlements and jury verdicts in Oklahoma. Our experienced attorneys can maximize the value of your injury claim. Visit GlassTaborLaw.com for a free consultation now. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHT.
TSA.gov Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Told you. That was a really good interview. Oh, it was fantastic. Stacey King, I mean, what, what do you say, 18 years broadcasting for the Chicago Bulls? Yeah, he's... He's got the broadcasting chops. He's pretty good. Yeah, that was great. I mean, he burned through. I mean, it was basically a 20-minute constant story, That's, right? Yeah. <laughs> just, just kept going. It was awesome. And I bet there's way more than just 20 minutes of that. Oh, and- yeah. You know, uh, locked in is a recruiting hour, and so that's kind of how I let off that hour today is like, look, man, I listened to Stacey King today, and when most people think of Billy Tubbs, they think of the offense, the high-flying offense, the points, the excitement, and all that. Clearly the guy could recruit. He pulled up in a white limousine to pick him up and dropped him off in a crimson limousine in, yeah. in Lawton. So don't discount Billy's uh, recruiting abilities as well. No, and he can do it all. And it's interesting, um, you know, to to hear that and have, have that conversation on the same day that Boynton at Oklahoma State, did you see his quote? Yes, when he's I asked did. about recruiting. Yeah. He's like, well, recruiting wasn't – it wasn't bad whenever it was recruiting. It's, it's not recruiting now, which, you know, to a large degree, I think he's, he's right. You know, it's – Obviously, relationships still matter, and you know you still have to to show what the the school and the program are capable of, and how they take care of guys. But man, as we march deeper and deeper into this thing, it's going to become more and more, and eventually only about the money. Recruiting's never been a challenge until recruiting didn't became not recruiting anymore. Like, what I had to do to get Kate Cunningham here was way more difficult than what it takes to get players on campus now. It's not even the same thing. It took four years of making sure I was there more than Bill Self and making sure I was there more than Roy Williams and making sure I was there more than all these other coaches who had national championships and Final Fours and all these NBA guys. I had never coached a guy in the NBA as a head coach. I hadn't coached an NCAA tournament. But over time, the relationship mattered enough that he believed that I was going to do the right thing by him. I can't work that hard anymore. Not when you can say, hey, here's $500,000 to come spend nine months over here. I like you, coach, but I might get hurt this year, man. And all you got is a scholarship for me. And I still got to give those books back at the end of the year. That's, that's a really good perspective. I mean, that's really good. Yeah. It's – it's. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how, how – I think I know how most people feel about it. I think if you uh, if you polled the fan base, I think they hate it. I think – you know, it's interesting. On the one hand, I think – I'll just speak for me. I, I want the players to get a piece of the action. It's Everything is all money-driven, and the coaches are making more. The payouts to the schools go up and up and up. The revenue generated is, is huge. What was the number we just heard for the, the uh, new playoff numbers? A billion a year, yeah. basically. Call it that. Uh, maybe more. It was, yeah, it was more than that. 
And that's just the playoff. That's not the regular season money. I mean, the amount of revenue being, being brought in is just astronomically high. I, I want the players to be able to, to share in that, but I, I hate how – I hate how it's all unfolded to where, you know, really nothing really matters anymore as far as getting kids onto your campus, except for how much you can pay them. I mean, that's not the case right now, but it's it's getting closer and closer to that as we yeah. And and you know what, the players um, often get blamed for this. God, kids these days are so selfish, aren't they? They only care about themselves, and maybe there's a lot of truth to that. But if we're mad at anyone. I think we got to be mad at ourselves because yeah. we, I don't know, you know what I mean by we here. Sure. But we created this environment for collegiate athletics. We let it all happen, man. We were all about, okay, like it had been this way for so long. Let's go all in on players having all the power. Of course it was going to end up this way, man. Yeah. You know, look how much we, we caved in to that side of things, to the public pressure that was out there. Of course this was going to happen. And the problem that we're in now, dude, is I don't love it, you don't love it, and I'd agree, like, the players deserve some of the action for sure, but nobody has a clear plan as to how we move it back the other way or we help fix this thing. Because well, everyone always says, well, I don't know what we do now. Nobody has an answer to that. I, my answer to that is it needs to still be amateur athletics, and the way you do that – and still get the players a piece of the pie is whatever the TV contracts it's carved out for, you know, the players get their cut. I don't know who, who wants to negotiate that. There'll be plenty of people throwing their hat in the ring for that. So they can get a cut. But I think everyone, every player college football gets the exact same amount. That's and the best plan I've heard so far with it, that. Every single one, you get the exact same amount. It doesn't matter if your team is 0-10 or if you win a national championship. Everyone gets the exact same amount. And since you are amateurs, it is held in a trust until you graduate or until your um, your eligibility runs out or you're no longer on a team, you're no longer playing college football, then you get your piece of the pie. That's what I think, but... You know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. It won't be that. won't be that. No. I, I, I don't hate the idea, but I could also agree, too, that it yeah. that it won't be that. I hope someone has a good idea that could actually pass here moving forward because I look at the sport as a whole, that I and I don't love it, but I look at OU as well, and more importantly, like how they go about things and how they view things and how Brent goes about things. I agree with it, man. Like, I like their approach. It sounds like they're going to get maybe a little bit more aggressive with NIL when it comes to the portal. But if we continue to go in this direction, I just don't – I don't know if it's overall good for OU. In fact, I would say that I don't feel like it's going to be overall beneficial for OU if this is the direction it continues to move. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. It's, it's going to end up being beneficial to the teams that have – you know, the local bottomless pit billionaire that wants to throw an endless amount of money at the at the university. Um, you know, and it'll never be it'll never be an equal uh an equal shake, an equal amount. Because right? here's the here's the argument and you know, we I think we've touched on this before. 
you know, the players are the product. But it's not the NFL. In college football, the university is why people watch. And they're going to keep watching the university whether that group of players is there or not. So, like, it's a it's like a different formula than what the NFL is, in my opinion. And you know, I don't I don't know. Here here's the one thing that you always have to remember. It's it's never gonna be a system that makes sense. It has to be a system that can be exploited by the top schools to where they can gain an advantage over everyone else. That's the only way they'll ever allow any of these changes is if they're going to be coming out better than everyone else. It's just how it's always worked, and it will continue to work that way. So there you go. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. There are trucks. Then there's the truck, GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate, GMC Sierra. Not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Come take a test drive today and see for yourself. We are professional-grade GMC. Introducing the Oklahoma Breast Center, a beacon of hope in the fight against breast cancer. With the guidance of Dr. Denise Rabel, our team of breast cancer specialists delivers the most advanced treatments for your best possible outcome. From diagnosis to survivorship, we guide you every step of the way, placing an emphasis on compassion, communication, and emotional support. Here, you're not just a patient, your family. Let us stand with you on your journey to healing. To learn more, visit OklahomaBreastCenter.com or call 405-307-2623. This is Monty Markham with Markham's Nursery with a tip on planting your trees, shrubs, and flowers this year. What you plant is only as good as what you plant it in. At Markham's, we mix our own customized 100% organic soils formulated to grow crops organically. Our soils are perfect for bed prep, strengthening your own garden soils, and to home garden your own foods. Visit our website at MarkhamsNursery.com. Markham's Nursery, just add the sun. Sooner sideline reporter, Chris Plank. Am I a crazy person? And locked on Sooners, Josh Helmer. That is absurd. That is ridiculous. Are your late morning sports fix with the Plank Show. I'm going to say something that is going to be very triggering to some. I'm ready, baby. Let's go. Chris Plank and Josh Helmer with the Plank Show. Weekday mornings from 9 to noon on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Oklahoma DRS helps job seekers with disabilities become taxpayers. Their whole thing is to help people with disabilities go back to work. They knew that I would be successful if I did not give up. They have given me the power and confidence to face any challenge. I'm just glad that, you know, DRS was there. Empower yourself. Talk to DRS Vocational Rehabilitation. Or services for the blind today. OKDRS.gov. 800-487-4042. 
My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Moore Norman Technology Center is a leader in workforce development for Oklahoma. High school students involved in technical education show strong graduation rates and are ready for employment in industry, for college, or both. Each year, over 90% of MNTC graduates work in their chosen fields and quickly begin contributing to Oklahoma's tax base. Your MNTC investment continually generates solid returns for your community and for the state. Call 405-801-5000 to learn more about Moore Norman Technology Center elevating our economy. Hey Norman, it's Monica Pears from Valiance Bank, one of your few locally owned banks in town. We stand by our local businesses making dreams a reality. Whether you're scaling up operations, starting fresh, or managing your personal finances, Valiance Bank offers tailored solutions to fit your unique needs. We're committed to making your banking experience exceptional. Come see us here in Norman or visit us at valiance.bank to get banking solutions that suit your needs. Member FDIC. That's what Cotteddy's Teddy's Eye brought to you by Yelagosny Law. When you call law firm, do you want to actually talk to a lawyer? Yelagosny Law communication is a priority. That's Yelagosny Law at 405-800-8080. 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is... Yeah, it's interesting. DeBoer taking over for Saban. I heard about that. Uh, Alabama. He decided to retain and promote a couple of assistants that were on the staff, Freddie Roach and Robert uh, Gillespie. And at first I was like, smart move to, to keep some, some of the, the former staff on, to, to have some continuity and carryover. But then I'm thinking, do you think that's a good move? <laughs> because... I, I don't I don't know. It's well, how we used to do it around here before. I wonder if those two yeah. guys will be talking about. Well, this is how we've always done it here in the past. I, I have no idea really about these two guys, and maybe they're maybe they're just happy to have a promotion and a job at this point. I'm sure but... they are. I just wonder if it's going to make it more difficult for Kalen DeBoer to be the guy. Uh, he needs to be the guy, and. I'm sure whenever that happened, a lot of people said, oh, good, there's some former staff here, so we're going to be able to continue doing some of the things we did previously. And I honestly don't know if that's the best route you need to go down. DeBoer and Saban seem like really different personalities. And maybe behind the scenes they're a lot more alike than I think, but DeBoer seems very like calm and just super optimistic as opposed to Saban saying – God, yeah, I don't care if it's 62-3 to in the fourth quarter. How the hell can we not get lined up right on that fourth and one? What are we doing? Yeah. What's going on? Like the world's going to end. Yeah, I don't know. It's – it's. I mean, and I think that that's part of it is you need to separate everything you can from the way Saban did it to where it's now the way DeBoer did it. And whenever you have people that are hanging on from the previous – 
regime, I mean, that's where the players are going to go for comfort. That's how you can get division in the ranks. I just, at first, I thought it was smart, and now I'm not so sure. And I guess it, it all depends on how he manages it. Uh, the next thing is I thought this was was interesting. Uh, new Big Ten commissioner, Tony Petiti, was talking about, you know, how they want to have more important college football playoff games and like make the expansion a big deal. And I, some of the quotes I just thought were, were interesting. We've got some work to do to figure out what that future model is because obviously it has real impact on your regular seasons. You want to make sure that your teams have the ability to have a breakout season and qualify. And we also have to be realistic about what should get you access in terms of number of wins. We want meaningful games late in the season. So it's like, that's the curious thing between the Big Ten and the SEC. You want important games that are late in the year that have a lot of implications, but you got to balance that with trying to get all like the oh, most sure. of your yeah. members in. And how do you do that? I mean, they're not going to take a, take away rivalry week. I still think that's going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. But think about it from the Big Ten, like. You're going to have USC and Notre Dame still playing, which I don't view Notre Dame as – or excuse me, USC as a playoff contender next year, but you never know. Notre Dame could be in that group. Ohio State and Michigan are playing on that week. The SEC, I mean, you've got rivalry games all over the place. So, yeah, I mean, you want a big presence that week, but it could knock a team or two out of that thing potentially. No, I agree. That's all I got today. Uh, Big 12 men's basketball average home attendance, conference games only. Hmm. Would you like to guess who has the highest average home attendance this year in the Big 12? Um, Kansas. KU is at number two, about 500 behind BYU at 16,869. Wow. Okay. Big arena, and they packed that place in. Nice. That's impressive. Nicely done, BYU. BYU at one, KU at two, Tech at three, Iowa State at four, Cincinnati at five, mm. West Virginia at six, Texas at seven, K-State at eight, and then there's Oklahoma at number nine, 9,740. Nine. Oklahoma State all the way back at 13. Dang. Who is behind Oklahoma State? TCU. Very small really? arena. Well, I mean, their arena is, like, super small. Well, it's super small, but – Every time I've seen Oklahoma State, and I haven't seen everything, that place has been totally empty. Yeah, it's pretty sad. I hate that for That them. used to be a big-time college basketball atmosphere, know. and now it's reserved to pretty much nothing. Um, here is something that's fascinating. It definitely caught my eye. A Penn State trustee has introduced a resolution to the board to name the field at Beaver Stadium after former football coach Joe Paterno, as well as creating a Joe and Sue Paterno Day sometime in the fall. Uh, we know how that's going to be received on social media. Yeah. I, I. Here's the thing. That is for the fans at Penn State to deal with. Um, I... I imagine it's it's probably not going to be received well by a lot of fans, like for multiple reasons. Um, and I, gosh, it's been so long; I can't even remember 
like all the all the implications from Joe Paterno. But here's the here's the main thing. If he knew about what went down, you can't do it. You shouldn't do it. No way you should do it. And there's no way it's okay. That's just kind of it. Didn't right? they already tear down the statue that he had on campus? Maybe. I feel like they were putting flowers on the night that he died, maybe. I thought they ended up tearing down that statue. Now they might name the field after him. I I, I don't know. Uh, Last one I have. This might be right up your alley. U.S. military whistleblowers are saying that a UFO shot down a nuclear weapon with laser, and U.S. military has footage. So we're getting a lot of alien stories these days, is in this case you the, haven't noticed. Right. Is this the like the big panic, like all of a sudden they had some like some issue going on and it was supposedly to do with the capabilities of another country in space, but is that what this is that st- this thing is apparently the yeah, I guess um, a retired U.S. Air Force officer said they saw a disc-shaped object circling an unarmed dummy warhead during a routine test in 1964. Oh, and it was almost like were the were the were the aliens trying to project uh, protect mankind if they thought that this is going to be used or something and disabled it all on their own. Well, no hey, looking out for us. Appreciate that, guys. Come save collegiate athletics, aliens, please. We've got an extraterrestrial uh, missile defense system up there. I guess that's a totally separate deal than what I was uh, thinking about. So it was in the 60s and they got video of it? Uh, I mean. Okay. Well, they can get video in 2024 of things, and it's the worst grainy video you've ever seen in your life when, in reality, these new iPhones can take Mm -hmm. great video quality from 50 feet away. Yeah, when you don't want them to, the video is great. Like whenever you're trying to— I got a Bigfoot video, and it's like, how can you even tell that that's— Now— That's a Sasquatch walking around. It's a terrible video. You walk into a casino, they can read the text messages off your phone if you're trying to bet on Alabama baseball. Dallas Bill says, who has the worst attendance on Sundays in the Big 12? BYU. That's right. Now, I remember, wasn't there some situation with that? NCAA tournament, probably, in basketball is what what I'm guessing. Yeah, I can't remember. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Come take a test drive today and see for yourself. We are professional-grade GMC. The Showplace Theater is the best place for live music. And with some of the best acts around. Ryan Bingham with The Texas Gentleman, April 19th. Kip Moore, April 20th. Chelsea Handler, May 3rd. I was with my brother the other day and I said, why are you even a parent? I said, you're not very good at it. (laughs) And Brantley Gilbert, May 10th. Riverwind, the Metro's best casino experience.
Introducing the Oklahoma Breast Center, a beacon of hope in the fight against breast cancer. With the guidance of Dr. Denise Rabel, our team of breast cancer specialists delivers the most advanced treatments for your best possible outcome. From diagnosis to survivorship, we guide you every step of the way, placing an emphasis on compassion, communication, and emotional support. Here, you're not just a patient, you're family. Let us stand with you on your journey to healing. To learn more, visit OklahomaBreastCenter.com or call 405-307-2623. Mike Steely here for my friends at Cavens Emergency Response. Are you prepared for the winter weather? This time of the year, we see pipes burst when we least expect it. That's why Cavens Emergency Services are here for you 24 hours a day. Cavens can prevent further damage, dry structures to minimize mold, and fix pipes. Leave the work to the experts. Cavens is here for you. Call them at Cavens Group today, 405-573-3048, or online at cavensgroup.com. Hey, Sooner Nation, I'm Austin Stogner, and I'm here to tell you about my experience at Mitchell's Jewelry in Norman. Shopping at Mitchell's was fantastic. From the second I walked in, they treated me like family and made sure I was getting a great ring and a great deal. It is truly a one-of-a-kind experience, and I'm extremely grateful for everyone there. I found exactly what I wanted at Mitchell's Jewelry, and I'm confident that you can too. Go by and see them at 2201 West Main Street in Norman. Boomer Sooner. You've seen children at their best and at other times, and you still love them. If you've got love to give, we've got foster children who need it. Visit okfosters.org to learn more about becoming a foster parent. Sponsored by Oklahoma Human Services. What would it take for you to bring your whole self to work? At Oklahoma Human Services, your whole self can help a whole lot of people. Visit okdhs.org careers to learn more. Sponsored by Oklahoma Human Services. Hey, Sooner fans, are you ready to gear up in style? Look no further than Balfour of Norman on Historic Campus Corner. Score big with our basketball collection. Whether you're shooting hoops or cheering from the stands, we will have you representing the Sooners with pride. And softball enthusiasts, Balfour has got you covered too. Swing into action with our best-selling gear. Whether it's a jersey, tee, hat, or maybe a button or lapel pin. Hurry because the spirit of the Sooners is waiting for you at Balfour of Norman or online at crimsonproud.com where you will find everything Sooner. Water is our most precious resource and something that should be conserved and used wisely. Here are some water conservation tips you can try. In the bathroom, if your shower can fill a one-gallon bucket in less than 20 seconds, replace the shower head with a water-efficient one. They are cheap, easy to install, and can save you up to 750 gallons a month. Water is life. This message was brought to you by the City of Norman. What is dedication? My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between. I think a parent's job is to protect our children but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Water is our most precious resource and something that should be conserved and used wisely. Here are some water conservation tips you can try. In the bathroom, if your shower can fill a one gallon bucket in less than 20 seconds, replace the shower head with a water efficient one. They are cheap, easy to install, and can save you up to 750 gallons a month. Water is life. 
This message was brought to you by the City of Norman. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. OU softball up 8-0 right now on Central Arkansas in the bottom of the fourth. So getting closer and closer to 58 straight wins, which most people will be hearing this on the podcast tomorrow. It'll be several hours after the conclusion of this game, most likely, until some people hear it. So in, in the moment, I will, I will predict that OU finishes out this uh, 8-0 lead on Central Arkansas. Same. No, I, I will agree forever with you. be a jinx if this is on the podcast and people are <laughs> listening tomorrow and they end up losing. But this ain't Georgia, all right. Four fifty six. Um I am going to swing by the Love Stadium. Like how what are we calling that? Is that Love's Field. Love's Field? Yeah. Um I'm gonna swing by Love's Field on the way home, see how we're looking because we're two weeks away from. Uh, what do you mean by swing by? You're just going to drive by it, or are you going to yeah. go inside and take some BP off the tee? I'm going to drive by and see if. I mean, it's it's kind of an unscientific. It's the eye test. You're going to drive by and you're going to make the grand proclamation. Oh no no no! There ain't no way. There ain't no way they're playing two weeks from now. No, they ain't doing it. I I can't see it. There is no way in hell they're getting there in two weeks. That's what's going to happen. Well, if that's the conclusion I come to whenever I take a look, I may say, hey, it looks like they uh, actually might get this but thing done. But that's your purpose for driving by. You're not driving by it to see, well, I never looked at that Oklahoma-shaped scoreboard. I want to see it, seen or it. I want to see the progress. It's purely – No, I want to see the progress. You want to see the progress and to have the take if you think they're going to have it done in time. Well, y- yeah. Yeah, I want to drive by and see – like, if I think it's doable, if it's <laughs> yeah. like, because the the last pictures we looked at, it did not look doable at all. Well, now, well, I it just I guess it kind of depends. The they could have a field done, and there was seats in the stadium. It's not going to be fully completed for. T- I mean, it's. But they're well, still going to have work to do. It's. It's the just, main problem is there was no like ever, the rest of it was dirt. Right. Like correct. no concrete, no right. park parking, and I mean you can park at the LNC and walk over, but I, I don't know. Oh, I guess boy. it just kind of depends. I'll on, be patiently awaiting uh, your big take on Monday if it's going to be ready on time or not. Yeah, I already know what the answer is going to be. No. Is that you're you're thinking it's no? It's ninety five percent that you're going to come back on Monday and say no way in hell that they're going to have that thing open in two weeks. Well, and maybe they don't. Maybe that is the case because this weather here recently probably hasn't helped out yeah, a whole lot. But the most likely scenario is by the time we're done here and I get in my car, I will have forgotten and I'll just drive straight <laughs> <It's> home. True. <laughs> That's true. Call the wife. Hey, what's for dinner? Do I need to pick anything up? Yep. You're ordered to go pick something up. Yeah, totally forget. That's right. So here's what's going to have to happen. I'll drive by tomorrow on my way to the LNC yeah. and let you know if it's going to be done in two weeks' time. Yeah, that is probably what's going to have to happen. Third yeah. third trip for me to the LNC so far this year. I'm on a roll. Yeah, it should be another good crowd. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. we got the final hour next. <laughs> 